everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of Big Bucks Baseball Podcast. I'm the host, Jack Acello. This is going to be a six-episode six podcast series talking about baseball and how money spent is controversial and why I think money being spent in the game of baseball is going to be for the better of the sport and it's going to make the game more competitive. This has been a very controversial topic over the years, so I thought it would be a good opportunity and this would be a good platform to come on and share my thoughts of why I think spending money in baseball is for the better. As I said, this is going to be a six-part series. We're going to go over a number of different topics throughout, some certain spending strategies about where the, where the future of the game is going. We're going to have a few guests come on and give their thoughts. Overall, the show is going to have a very interesting platform, and for any diehard baseball fan out there, it should be a good listen, and I hope to persuade people that think money being spent in baseball is bad for the game. I hope to give them another perspective, and then for people that agree with me, agree with my stance that like money being spent in baseball, hopefully it's an entertaining listen, and I give you some good thoughts and some good opinions. So that's going to basically be the format of the show. I said we're going to cover a number of different topics, some certain things, like basically in today's game, there are teams that don't really put in a lot of effort and try. They're almost willing to lose because they just don't give a lot of a reason to put effort into the game. There's teams that do spend that are small market and use Moneyball Analytics. Although it wins a lot of regular season games, it hasn't led to a lot of playoff success. And then I'm going to talk about a couple teams that have really laid the foundation to where baseball is going today. I'm talking about probably today, the modern day San Diego Padres, the way they've spent the way they've spent spent over the last couple of seasons from today's standpoint going into 2023. As a, a team that's not considered to be a big market team, they've done a really good job, and I've really been impressed with how they're willing to spend money. I'm going to talk about Hal Stein, no, excuse me, not Hal Steinbrenner, George Steinbrenner in the late 90s and early 2000s in the Yankees dynasty and how they affected baseball, as well as, two as well as two teams that are changing the sport in ways money have been spent, and that is the Los Angeles Dodgers and the New York Mets, who are run by Steve Cohen. So those are some of the major topics that we're going to talk, on, talk about on this show, and I hope everybody enjoys. With that being said, we're going to get right into it. So now that we're going to get started, I also just want to say I find it very fitting that I'm recording the very first episode of this show on the actual opening day in Major League Baseball for 2023. I find that to be very fitting. So now let's discuss my opinions on why I think money spent in baseball is for the better. Baseball is a game, unlike most other sports, where winning off the field really does affect winning on the field. You can say in other sports, like for example, basketball, basketball and football, you can spend a lot of money, but almost every other, every team can spend pretty much the same amount of money. It's a matter of how much you're willing, how, how far you're willing to go if you're willing to spend all of that, but every team is capable of doing the same thing. Baseball is a sport where the checkbooks really can change a lot of things, because the, there is no salary cap, and you can go as, as, as far as, as you want, and you can make your team as good as you possibly can as long as players agree to come there. Baseball is a sport where, in, in, in not really in reality, but the idea is if you wanted, you could have 
25 all-stars potentially if you were found an owner that was crazy enough and was willing to spend that amount of actual money and willing to give up enough enough prospects in order to do that but the idea of that is possible in baseball and some teams over the last couple of years have honestly tried to do that most notably being the LA Dodgers a couple of years ago they had Mookie Betts Corey Seager Justin Turner uh, Cody Bellinger when he was still in MVP, in MVP form, uh, uh, Clayton Kershaw, Walker Buehler. They had just all-stars almost pretty much everywhere, and that was the closest thing to pretty much a video game like MLB The Show. But besides that point, baseball is a game where owners can really affect everything. And that's why I think spending money in baseball is so important, because you have the ability to make your team better than others if you're just willing to put in the work and willing to spend the money you have a chance to win every single year because baseball it's different it's it's very different from a sport like the nba and the nfl when you draft players they're not just going to come up and change your team overnight rebuilds in baseball take a lot of time and most baseball fans aren't willing to put in that time especially teams of small markets who aren't going to have superstars on the field to lay that off to at least sell tickets and be an attraction while teams are rebuilding. Fans don't like that, and it's not really sold a lot of tickets. Just ask the Oakland Athletics, who cannot even sell any tickets, and I'm seriously stunned how that stadium still makes money. But besides that point, baseball is a sport that's about how far the owner is willing to go. And that's why I think money being spent is for the better, because it really matters about ownership and front office. And just the ability of whether they want to go for it all the time because in baseball building a farm system is great but it takes a lot of time and in order to win you have to be willing to to win at almost every every single moment so now in today's game I'll, just goes to show how much money is important we're going to take a look at some of the past winners and we're going to look at some of the past winners and how they've spent money and how it's affected them so over the last 10 years, let's say, since 2013, since 2013, here's some of the numbers that World Series championship teams have had. So in 2013, the Boston Red Sox won the World Series. They spent $158 million, which was the fourth most in Major League Baseball. In 2014, the San Francisco Giants finished seventh, and they spent $154 million in baseball. In 2015, the Kansas City Royals, the Kansas City Royals won. They were, I believe, 17th, and they spent about $112 million. In 2016, the Cubs won. They spent the sixth most in 100, with $167 million. 2017 was followed by the Houston Astros. They spent the 17th most, $127 million. They were a loaded team, but they had that, that was a controversial World Series to many people with sign-stealing allegations and blatantly cheating, so a little hold up on that. Then in 2018, the Red Sox won. They spent the most money in baseball with $235 million. Then in 2019, the, the Washington Nationals won, spending the seventh most money, $161 million. In 2020, this was a shortened season, but the LA Dodgers spent the third most amount of money with $189 million. 20, 2021, the Braves finished 14th with $132 million. And then last year, the Astros won, and they spent the 10th most with $171 million. So throughout the last 10 years, 
throughout the last 10 years, seven, seven out of the 10 World Series winners have been top 10 in spending. And the two, two of the teams that weren't top 10 in spending became top 10 in spending the following year. So baseball is really about money is what a lot of the time is what wins games. Prospects are great, but at the same time, if you have a great young team, you have to be willing to go out and spend big bucks to pair stars with those young players. That way they can succeed to the best possibility. Today, the Houston Astros, for example, they won their first title in 2017. Like I said, there were some cheating allegations, but that was a great young core with a lot of young, young talent, such as Jose Altuve, George Springer, Alex Bregman, Carlos Correa, just to name a few, just to name a few guys. And for the most part, at least so far, they've kept that core together and they've managed to make it back to the World Series on multiple occasions. They made it in 2019 and lost. They made it in 20, They made it in 2021 and lost. And then last year, they made it again in 2022 and won. So in the last couple of years, they've made it to the World Series. They've made it to four World Series and they've brought home two of them. So they're and they're they've been willing to spend the money as always. They brought in a guy like Michael Brantley a couple years ago, a veteran to help their young stars. They traded for Justin Verlander, one of the highest paid pitchers. They they also they don't get me wrong. They also drafted well, getting guys like Jordan Alvarez, like I said, Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, uh, Jeremy Pena, a rookie last year who really did take the league by storm and actually won American League Championship Series MVP the round before the World Series and then. The World Series MVP. So they've they've had young talent, but at the same time, they're willing to go out and spend the money in order to surround that young talent with guys that are good enough to also get them to the next level. The same could be said for the Boston Red Sox in 2018 when they had a nice young core. They went out and they spent they went out and they spent some big time money on a lot of a lot of different spots. They had some good young talent, such as a former league MVP and Mookie Betts, a solid player who eventually became an all-star and Andrew Benatendi, Xander Bogarts, who just got paid nearly $300 million, although not by the Red Sox, a guy like Rafael Devers. So this that was a team that had a lot of young talent. And the Red Sox, they went out and they said, all right, we have good young talent here. We can't waste the opportunity. And they went out and they went and spent big time. They went out and acquired two all-star pitchers for big time money in Chris Sale and David Price. They also added one of the game's elite closers in Craig Kimbrell, who argued, who very well is heading to Cooperstown once his career is all set and done. They went out and made arguably one of the greatest free agent signings probably in the last decade to maybe last two decades in J.D. Martinez, and he became one of the best DHs in all of baseball. So they went out and they were willing to do what was necessary, and it led to a championship. Now, the Red Sox probably just, just now officially, officially entered a rebuild, but since 2018, they've competed almost every year. They made the playoffs, I believe, three times, and they, made it to two, they, made, they won one World Series, and they made another American League Championship Series. And last year, although they had a lot of injuries and it didn't, necessarily fully fully work they still went out and they they tried to spend signing former all-star shortstop trevor story to play second base the experiment wasn't great but you have to respect the fact that they put effort into it now basically let's explain teams that eventually the team that won the world series that basically isn't trying anymore and that's a team like the washington nationals the washington nationals won the world series in 2019 and 
I was not happy about that. As a Met fan, that's not something that made me particularly happy, especially because the Mets should have played them in the wild card, but that's a whole other story for another day. In 2019, they spent $161 million, and a lot of it was on pitching. They went out, and obviously they they signed Max Scherzer to big-time money. They had Steven Strasburg to big-time money, and another starter, and Patrick Corbin to big-time money. They also had a, guy, they had a guy that was on their team. He wasn't making big money yet, but he was about to make big money in Anthony Rendon. In Anthony Rendon, they also had a young superstar in Juan Soto, and they had another guy by the name of Trey Turner who was pretty good. So those three, those three bats really helped them, and they shocked the world as a wild card team, and they made it all the way to the World Series, and they eventually won in seven games over the Houston Astros. So I want to talk after that. So after they, after they won the World Series, they let their best player, Anthony Rendon, walk away with, not even, with pretty much not even offering him a contract. They didn't even offer him a contract, and he walked away to the Los Angeles Angels. Now, to their credit, Anthony Rendon... Anthony Rendon, ever since signing with the Angels, has not been the Anthony Rendon that he was when the Nationals were competing for the World Series. Pulling up his numbers here right now, Anthony Rendon in that 2019 season had 34 home runs, led the National League with 126 RBIs, played very nearly gold glove caliber third base, had 44 doubles, hit 320, and finished and finished third in MVP voting. They let him walk away after that for, and for a very reasonable price. The Los Angeles Angels gave him a fairly reasonable contract. And after that, ever since that move, though, the Nationals have not made the playoffs. And since then, they have lost. They have lost Trey Turner. They have lost Juan Soto, and they have lost Max Scherzer, the elite ace of their squad. So they have failed to take care of their guys, or more than anything, they failed to retool their roster to a point where they can actually compete, and they're in full-on rebuild mode. And it is a question or not how long it's going to take them. They do have a couple of nice young pieces in Kbert Ruiz, C.J. Abrams. They went out and signed a, still a guy who's pretty decently young from the Mets in Dom Smith. So they have some young, solid guys, but... It's going to take a lot of time, and you question, especially right now, with the team being sold, the team is up for sale, how willing are, how willing are players going to be to go there in the future? D.C. is not a huge market. It's not a city with a beach. The weather's not always great. So it is interesting to me of how long it's going to take them. So that, there's a difference in teams that are spending the money versus teams that are not spending the money in whether with teams that spend the money to win the World Series. But once you win it, are you willing to keep that core together in order to make it the best possible, the best possible situation for many years to come? Because as I said in baseball, look at a team like the Yankees and Dodgers. The Yankees and Dodgers, they've had sustained success for a long time because they have they always have cores. But once that core starts to age, they, re they retool and reload the roster. And that's why those teams pretty much never rebuild. And if, as long as you're willing to spend money, no team should ever have to fully rebuild in baseball. So it's just a matter of are you willing to do it. And there's an example of the Nationals who aren't willing to do it. And as of this day, today, 2023 opening day, 
I think most baseball fans would be stunned if the Nationals didn't lose 100-plus games this year and probably finish in last place in the National League East. Now we're going to talk about another interesting stat I'm going to pull up right now, and it's about the difference in money spent over the last couple of seasons. So, like I said, in baseball, there's, there's teams that spend and there's teams that don't spend. So over the last 10 years, here is the salary difference between the highest spending team and the lowest spending team. In 2013, the difference was $204 million. In 2014, it was $191 million. 2015, $165 million. Uh, 2017, $153 million. 2018, $167 million. 2019, $162 million. 2020, $172 million. 2021, $196 million. 2022, $253 million. And going into today, for this year, 2023, $257 million. Those are some hefty prices, especially near the end. Pretty much the last three years, there was nearly a $200 million difference. And then the last two years, over $200, over $200 million. So certainly a very wide gap. And that's not going to change anytime soon for the teams at the top. But it could change for the teams at the bottom if they're willing to actually put in the effort. And there are a few teams over the last couple of years that I flat out fully believe that they simply refuse to try. Those couple of teams are the Colorado Rockies, the Baltimore Orioles, and the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'm going to read off a couple of these records. So we'll start with the Rockies. So the Rockies, pretty much throughout that time period, they've had talent such as, like I said before, Trevor Story, a multiple-time multiple all-star shortstop. They had a very talented young player by the name of DJ LeMahieu, who is now a very important player for the New York Yankees. And they had a perennial MVP candidate year in and year out in Nolan Arenado. So in that, in that time, since 2015, I'm going to read off their record each year. 68-94 in 2015. In 2016, it was seven, they were 75 and 87. In 2017, they were 87 and 75. In 2018, they were 91 and 72. In 2019, they were 71 and 91. In 2020, this was a 60-game shortened season due to COVID. They were 26 and 34. In 2021, they were 74 and 87. In 2022, they were 67 and 95. So they in that. So I just read off all those records. They've had. In that time, they've had two winning seasons. They made the playoffs one time. No, excuse me. They made the playoffs twice, and they only won one playoff series. And I believe that playoff series technically was a wild card win. So not even a full series. In that time, they had a great chance to be to do something with the talent, the young talent they already had on their roster. But because of the fact that they refused to go out and spend money, and spend money to surround that young talent with. A, a little bit older of older of stars to help them fill out the rest of the roster. They never were able to capitalize on their young talent, and they pretty much wasted the first seven to eight years of Nolan Arenado's career. Today, Nolan Arenado is on the Cardinals, and he'll probably be competing for a World Series probably for at least the next five to six years. In that time, though, Colorado is also a place where especially for certain players with something to prove, maybe they're coming off injury, you'd think it'd be a very good place to play for the fact that 
there's a thing called the Coors Effect, which is because they play in Colorado. The air is thinner, and with the higher altitude, the ball travels easier. So it's a place where people and a lot of players, they, get, they really can make their stats look good. So you think maybe players with something to prove would sign one- to two-year deals, try and get really good numbers, and then go make big money. With the young core, that would be worth it for the Colorado Rockies. And for the fact that they refuse to ever do it is a problem with baseball. They had a great young core, and they never tried to surround it with the, with the extra talent that was needed in order to win the World Series. And they refused to try in that standpoint. They're not willing to go the extra mile. They refuse to surround their prospects with the necessary talent needed. And therefore, they're not going to win. They're not going to win. They haven't won. And since then, DJ LeMahieu, Trevor Story, Nolan Arenado, all of them are gone. And they are not going to be going to the postseason anytime soon. And it really makes, it really makes you wonder, because they did pay Nolan Arenado, but he, opt, he had an opt, no, they, didn't, they paid him, he had an opt-out on his contract, but in, by the third year of that contract, the third or fourth year, excuse me, they traded him away to the, to the St. Louis Cardinals. And then, strangely, many people thought they were going to go into a rebuild. They went out and they signed to a big money deal, uh, third baseman and outfielder, Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant is a former league MVP, a rookie of the year, a World Series winner. But at that point in his career, already at the age of 30, and by far a less talented player than Nolan Arenado, many are wondering what was the point of not giving him a contract extension due to his opt-out, and why, in the fact, are you trading him? So that was a very interesting situation for them. And like I said, they simply refused to go out and add the necessary pieces, and they didn't spend enough money within the front office, especially as well as on analytics, to be analytically sound. So they have not won a lot, and they are probably not winning anything anytime soon. The next two teams I want to talk about are the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, the next are Pittsburgh Pirates and the Baltimore Orioles. So starting with the Pittsburgh Pirates, from 2013 to 2015, they were a team that had a lot of potential. They were never really able to fully capitalize on that potential, but they had a couple of n very nice pieces. Some, they had a couple of very nice pieces, such as uh, former league MVP Andrew McCutcheon, a young pitcher in Garrett Cole, just to name a few guys there. So they had those two players leading the way. They made the playoffs, I believe, three times, 2013, 2014, and 2015. They lost in the wild card round twice, and they lost in the National League Division Series. So in that time, they never won. They never won a playoff series. But in 2015, they won 98 games. And then shortly after that, it all started to unfold a little bit, and they decided to sell off some pieces by 2018, Excuse me, by yeah, by 2018, Andrew McCutcheon was gone, just three years removed from just three years removed from finishing fifth in MVP voting at 28 years old. So they decided to move off of him. In I believe the year was 2018, they moved off him. Yep, in 2018, the Pittsburgh Pirates decided to move off of Garrett Cole, and in that and since that time, Garrett Cole has been a four-time All Star. And he's finished in top five in Cy Young four out of the last five years. So, Garrett Cole, they decided to just get rid of right before he hit his prime. So, it was not a great look by the Pittsburgh Pirates. And since that time, the Pittsburgh Pirates not only have been willing to spend any money, they have flat out refused to do anything. 
and I'm going to read off some of their records over the last couple of years. I'm going to pull that up right now. From 2015 to 2022, as I said, 98-64, the last time they made the playoffs. In 2016, 78-83. In 2017, 75-87. In 2018, a surprising 82-79. 2019, 69-93 record. In 2020, the 60-game shortened season, 19-41. and and the last two years, 2021, 61 and 101, and 2022, 62 and 100. So this is not a great look for them at all right now. They're not finding a lot of great young talent, and they're not willing to go out and spend a lot of money. And in a city like Pittsburgh, who they love their sports, they love the Penguins, they love the Steelers, it's not a good look, and I'm sure the fan base is not happy, especially more so with recent rumors, they're not willing to spend any money, and reports are saying they're unwilling to trade. They're not willing to trade. They're unwilling to pay their top, their top star for the team, Brian Reynolds, a contract extension. And Brian Reynolds since then has requested a trade, although the Pirates have refused to do so at the moment. Brian Reynolds made the All-Star team in 2021 with a very strong 24 home run, 90 RBI season, and finished 11th in MVP voting, surprisingly. And then in 2022, he followed that up with another very solid season with 27 home runs. So he's a guy that the Pirates should be trying to do everything to keep at 20, going into 2023, 28 years old. They need to find a way in order to make him happy and try to start building something because it's just a bad look. And until you actually show that you're willing to, do, to spend money, and, and just to a lesser extent, just take care of your own guys. Players and especially players and executives are not going to treat you with the same respect that other teams, such as the Dodgers and the Red Sox and the Yankees and the Mets and the Braves and the Astros, are treated with. So you have to start taking care of your own guys because teams that win in, in today's game are the teams that take care of their own guys and try to and try to make out try to go out and make your team as good as it possibly can be. And then lastly, I want to talk about the Baltimore Orioles for this edition of the Big Bucks Baseball Podcast. Baltimore Orioles are an interesting story. So for a little bit, for a little while, they did go out and they, they did spend money for a little bit of time from, we'll say 2012 to 2016. They were, they were a very respectable team. It's what's happened after that, which is very concerning when I read off some of these records. So from 2015 to today, they were 81 and 81. They were 500. And to be fair to them, they did make the American League Championship Series the year prior, 2014. So in 2016, 89 and 73, that was their last playoff appearance. In 2017, they were 75 and 87. Now here's where it gets really ugly. In 2018, 47 and 115. In 2019, they were 54 and 108. In 2020, they were 25 and 35. That was the shortened 60 game. And 2021, 52 and 110. And then last year, they started to turn it around a little bit by going 83 and 79. And a lot of that has to do with some of their young, some of their good young prospects are finally coming up. But they're in an interesting situation. I have friends that are Oriole fans. They do not like the ownership. In fact, the ownership is in is in the middle of multiple lawsuits right now. So they have no money they can afford to spend. So just for that alone is a problem, but I'm not going to talk more so about today. I'm going to talk more about the fact that since 2018, they've had three 100-plus lost seasons, and in that time, they refused to pretty much to pretty much do anything to try to fix it. They didn't do anything to try to get better or fix it. They kind of just accepted it, 
And to me, that's the biggest problem with baseball. People complain that these teams can't compete with the higher mark, high, like some of the big markets. It's the fact that these small market teams let that be. They let that happen. They let themselves lose 108 games. They let themselves lose 115 games. I think at least every team in Major League Baseball should at least be spending a somewhat reasonable amount of money just to put a watchable product on the field. What fan base wants to watch a team lose 100-plus games? Now, for me personally, I'm a New York Mets fan, and for a long time, I dealt with the reign of the Wilpons, and many Mets fans know the pain that that was. I don't like to say a lot about the Wilpons, but they never went out and they never did, like, they always spent money, but they never were to the point of like, all right, we're going to spend money to get that extra guy so we really have a chance to compete. But at the same time, the Mets always spent close to anywhere from, I'll say, $90 million to $115 million. And in that, and in that standpoint, they were always a middle-of-the-pack budget team, but they were always around the 70 to, they always around between like 70 to, 70 to 85 wins in that standpoint with the Wilpons. So they were at least a respectable team and against all these big market teams. They may not beat them in playoff series, but they can hold themselves, they can hold they can stand tall at least during the regular season. They're not gonna get knocked out with one punch to all these teams that like the Yankees and the Dodgers who go out and spend like there's no such thing as a, there's no such thing as a maximum number of dollars spent as of what I'm trying to say. So that's just a lot. That's just a lot of my thoughts. I think that teams that don't try in baseball today is what's pretty much ruining the sport because owners and front offices they'd rather not spend the money because they don't want to empty their pockets because they don't think they could sell enough tickets. They don't think they could sell enough tickets, and they're not going to make that money back. They don't want to pay luxury tax penalties unless you're fully committed to trying to win the World Series. Pretty much every single year, they shouldn't. That's the problem with baseball: is that they're not trying to win it all every single year. And in baseball, that's the biggest sport that it should be trying to win every single year for the simple fact that it's not like the NBA and NFL draft where you can turn your team around in one to two years. Prospects take time. It takes a long time for some prospects. You draft kids that are 17, 18. They sometimes don't get there till they're 24, 25. So it takes a lot of time, and you can't wait all that time. You can't keep waiting for one day. Baseball is a sport where every, it always should be every day because owners have the ability to actually make that possible as long as they are willing to do it. And for the fact that they don't, and especially more so toward the Baltimore Orioles, with 300 lost seasons, it's a disgrace to the game and it's a disgrace to their fan base that that's, what, that's, the, that's the product they were putting on the field and taking, taking fans' money for a great city like Baltimore who has a great fan base. They love coming to games. Camden Yards is a great ballpark to go to. The fact that they put that kind of product for them on the field, it's a disgust to the, it's a disgust to the sport. And those are the teams that I don't respect, that don't use analytics, don't try to use Moneyball, don't try to find a way to win, period. There, that is the problem with baseball. And that's why money being spent in this game, teams that spend the big bucks are the teams that I respect. And that's why they're good for the game, because they are trying to do everything that's possible. Owners are afraid of Steve Cohen today. Steve Cohen, I hope, if there's anything he could do besides give the Mets a World Series in the next couple of years, is... He's going to make these owners accountable and realize that we're never going to have a respectable product unless we actually try. And they, they want to stop Steve Cohen. Owners are trying to stop Steve Cohen from spending the money 
maybe they should try to stop them from spending the money by going out and actually signing some other players and not making the Mets, Do Mets, Dodgers, Yankees, and Red Sox the only four spots to go to get paid. So if they actually spend money in other places, if they actually spend money and give players an opportunity to go other places, maybe then, just maybe then, Steve Cohen won't have to spend, won't be able to spend, have a $300 million payroll for the fact that players are going other places and it all gets more balanced out, which is what would make the sport must-watch every night for every city. All right, that's just going to about do it here for this first episode. I hope I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. It was fun. This is the first, this is the start of six episodes, and I gave my opinions on why I think money spent is for the better. I gave a couple of teams that I respect. We went over, we went over some of the budgets over the last 10 years and some of the teams that have had a little bit of success in the middle of the decade, but since then have kind of just let it fall away and have refused to do anything about it. So I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. And this has been the first edition of Big Bucks Baseball Podcast. I hope everyone enjoys it. Until then, I will see you next time.